Welcome to another episode of Theological Pipe. News, culture, sports, politics, and everything else from a theological perspective. It's all summed up in love. What should I do? Come to God is good. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, give me peace. Give me peace. Put that in your theological pipe and smoke it. Hey, welcome to another episode of Theological Pipe. The mobile version, nighttime driving, so if you can't see me on YouTube, man, I apologize. Uh, driving home from church. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, hit subscribe, like, comment. Uh, if you're listening on Apple or Google or Spotify, uh, subscribe to us. Appreciate everyone listening. Uh, I'm going to get right into it, you know, as a drive home. Uh, wanted to talk a little bit, you know, the, the whole idea of theological pipe is to cover things, again, from a theological perspective, uh, which for me is there's a God. And there is a God. And because there's a God, I think when we as believers in God, if you believe in God or even think there might be a God, um, I think we should view things from that perspective. Uh, We should view things from the fact that there is a God. And because there's a God, we need to to live our lives um, with that in mind, when it comes to the way we live and the way we act and the way we treat people, uh, yesterday uh, I ended the podcast talking about how as believers, we are supposed to take care of people that are in need. We're supposed to take care of people that are hurting uh, and people that are are, are struggling. Um, you know, Jesus talked about it in Matthew chapter 25, whatever you did to the least of these, you did to me. Um, and so as believers, I think that's one of the things as, you know, someone who's a Christian and believes in the Bible, um, when I meet people, when I deal with people, I want to understand that what I'm doing for them or how I treat them, I'm doing it as I'm doing it to, as I would to Jesus. So if someone's hurting or, or uh, upset or struggling, uh, how I act and how I treat them is almost the way I'm treating Jesus. And that's kind of how I, um, ended the podcast talking about that's the way we're supposed to treat people. Uh, and so I think in that vein, I was kind of thinking about some of the stories that had come out over the past few days. Um, and how it's a shame that there aren't more people in positions of power uh, that that have that 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 perspective or have that um, that innate drive in them to say I'm going to do the right thing. Uh, I'm going to do what's right. Um, because I believe in a higher power, because I believe there are higher standards than just what I think or what other people think. And one of the things that all of us are taught from a very young age, most of us, I should say, not all, the huge majority of us is tell the truth, right? Tell the truth. You should tell the truth. From 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 the moment babies are able to understand things, we tell them to tell the truth. You need to tell the truth. You need to be honest. You need to be truthful. We, we do that because uh, we know that being truthful is a quality that is desired in people. Uh, you know, again, going back to the Bible, Jesus says that the truth will set you free. Uh, now he's talking about himself saying, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Jesus Christ is the truth and the way and the life. So Jesus, when he says, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free, he's saying that you know him and you'll be set free. Um, but I think that one of the qualities that I think God wants and it's, is don't lie. Do not tell a lie. 
be truthful, be honest. Uh, and for me, one of the biggest complaints I have over the past few years is, and especially the past few months, is the people that we count on in this society to tell the truth. The people that we count on to be truthful with us are not. And, you know, I can point fingers at politicians, but I am not a big fan of politicians. Um, they lie, and they lie a lot. Um, Donald Trump's a liar. And, and I think that even people who are fans of Donald Trump will say, you know, he sometimes stretches the truth. He sometimes makes promises and says things um, that aren't true. And and that's, that's what politicians do. But the people that criticize Donald Trump, who then turn around and defend Barack Obama, are really not paying attention because Barack Obama lied just as much as Donald Trump did. And I know people can say, no way, that's not true. Yes, it is. And, and I'm not going to go through and talk about you can keep your doctor if you want to keep your doctor. Uh, we're not going to talk about you're going to save $2,500 a, a month or $2,500 a year on healthcare costs. I'm not going to talk about uh, the, the administration running guns to Mexico. I'm not going to talk about them lying about Benghazi. I'm not going to talk about them lying about using the IRS to attack conservative groups. I'm not going to talk about them spying on journalists. Uh, these are this and many other things that he did in his administration. Uh, he's a politician, he lies. Donald Trump's a politician, he lies. They all have this ability to lie and make promises. My bone of contention today and, and over the past few years has been the media who I know you, every one of us has a bias. Every one of us has an agenda. Every one of us, ha of, of us have a lens with which we view things through, right? Um, we view it from our perspective, from our uh, beliefs, from our upbringing, from our political ideology, from our um, uh, theology standpoint. We all have that lens. The, the issue I have is when people can't take a step back from that and say, listen, I may be a Democrat or I may be a Republican, but what Barack Obama or what Donald Trump did or is doing is wrong. And that shouldn't happen. And I can call them out on it. And, and, and I'm not going to make up things to make them look bad or worse. I'm just going to report the facts. And that's what the media should do. They should be objective. And they're not. And I go, I'll tell you a story. When I was, uh, when I was a freshman at Oklahoma State University, way back in the day, uh, I was going to be a journalism major. Uh, that was going to be my, I was gonna, I'm not a journalism major. I got my bachelor's degree in English, master's degree in theology. Not important. Uh, I'm not one of those degree guys. And I don't know why I just spouted it off. It doesn't mean anything. Um, but I was going to be a journalism major. And in my first journalism class, uh, the professor said, hey, you know, you're going to write a feature article. It's got to be three to four pages long. Uh, he gave us a word count. He said, you know, if you guys do this well enough and it's a good, good enough story, it's possible that we'll put it into the Ocali. Uh, and the Ocali was the student, you know, the school newspaper for, for Oklahoma State. Uh, and I took the, the article and I took the assignment really seriously. And I was doing my article on um, tuition and tuition increases and why tuition seems to increase every, every year. Uh, and so I talked to the bursar. I went and talked to like a VP of... Uh, of financial aid and I talked to a lot of people I did some interviews on campus and um, asked them why tuition increases and I, and I really did a good job on the article wrote it was really proud of it and, and submitted it and I kind of had an idea like this article is probably different than the other articles people are writing because I remember talking to students and they were writing these
these like what I would call fluff pieces. And here I was writing something that actually might be able to, to make it into the paper. I get my paper back and um, flipping through the pages and the first page there's not really any red marks. I'm like, this is sweet. Second page, couple circles, but the circles had notes written on them saying, well done, good word choice, good transition. I'm like, this is sweet. Next page, you know, a couple other positive remarks. Turn the page over. There's my grade. It's a 72% and it says minus 25, and on the last sentence, uh, I, and I'm not, I'm not gonna get this last sentence perfect, but it basically was saying, you know, tuition has increased, you know, 2% over the past 10 years. I wonder if it will increase again this year. And he had circled the letter I about 20 times in red, minus 25 points, and his note was to the effect of, this is not an opinion piece, this is a news story. Your opinion is irrelevant. Minus 25 points, 72%. If I had not, if I had left that sentence out, I would have had a 97%. So I was kind of, I was really bummed and I was like, oh, I can't believe it. And I kind of like, yeah, it's an opinion piece. It's not an opinion piece. Why'd I put I in there? My opinion doesn't matter. I shouldn't have done it. I knew the rules, we had talked about it. So I went to talk to him after class and he said, hey, listen, uh, he said, this article was really well written. And he goes, it would be included in the newspaper if you hadn't included that last sentence. To which I responded, hey, what if I take that last sentence out? And he responded, no. You're gonna learn a lesson right now. When you're writing news, you write the news and you don't slant it or you don't put your opinion in it. He goes, well done. He goes, but this is not, you're not writing an opinion piece. And I'll never forget that. And that's always stuck with me. Uh, and, and at least there was one journalism professor uh, that said, you, you report the news. You don't report your, your, your opinion. You don't report uh, what you think are the facts. And you don't sway it or slant it one way. Just tell the facts. And that's always stuck with me. Um, and that leads me to what's happened over the past couple days, and it blows my mind. I mean, I've never been on the side that the press is the enemy of the people. You know, Donald Trump has used that phrase because of a lot of the things that they do and the lies that they tell about him and the, and, and the way they slant stories. But man, I'm telling you, over the past few months, they're the end. The, the press is horrible. And yes, Fox News is a right-leaning press organization. That's not, I don't think that's even in question, but there's no, there's no doubt that CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, the Washington Post, the New York Times, the New Yorker, and you can list any other news, Huffington Post, um, uh, li just list any other site, any other organization. They're all left wing. They all lean left. And it's amazing to me that even then, if you have a right-wing bias or left-wing bias, again, that's fine to a point, but I think journalists should rise above that every once in a while and should, 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 should strive to tell the truth, even if it's from a certain perspective. They should really, really strive to tell the truth and not try to sway things or move things. And it's no doubt over the past few days that uh, The Atlantic, and I think his name is Jeffrey Goldberg, uh, and then Bob Woodward has a book coming out. Both of these, there's two stories that came out. Yesterday it was The Atlantic. And within two hours of the stories coming out, it was basically blown up and refuted. Jeffrey Goldberg in The, in the Atlantic had said that there was a, um, 
uh, Trump was going to go visit the gravesite, I think it was in France, of some vet veterans. And the story was that he didn't go. And Goldberg in The Atlantic is saying he didn't go because he called the military people on the, that were buried losers. And he hated the military, and he he was up, you know, he would he would badmouth them. And I'm like, well, that does, doesn't make sense. And his source was an anonymous source. So he had an anonymous source saying that Trump said the people in the graves and people that die in war are losers. Just didn't sound right. And then you had other anonymous sources confirming what an anonymous source said. And I was like, that's not how it works. Uh, anonymous sources don't confirm anonymous sources. That, that's, that's just silly to me. And so I'm like, ah, this is weird. So at the end of, with, within a few hours, you had about three or four sources confirming supposedly um, the story in the Atlantic that um, Trump disparaged the media or Trump disparaged the, the military. Within a few hours, you had 21 on-the-record sources saying that it didn't happen, that they were there, and that the reason he didn't go to the grave was because of the weather, and they had emails showing that that was the case, and that he never never said the thing about losers. Now, he did call John McCain a loser, but he was referring to John McCain losing to Barack Obama. Uh, he wasn't a fan of McCain's, and then I, I be nice to McCain, he's a war hero, uh, but man, they twisted the story and within a couple hours the story fell apart and instead of doing the right thing and coming out and saying yeah we're sorry we we had some sources and you know we have 21 now on the record sources saying it didn't happen so we were we reported something erroneous we, we retract it we apologize nope they doubled down on it they tripled down on it and they had other media members from cnn from msnbc from the new york times from the huffington post from all these silly sites saying oh anonymous sources aren't anonymous to the to the reporter well sometimes they are and if you have an anonymous source confirmed what an anonymous source said, what is that? It's, it's shoddy reporting, it's idiotic reporting, and they stood by it, and the story fell apart, and basically what they wanted to do was to make Trump look bad, and it really did the opposite. It, it made them look horrible. Whether you like Trump or not, that story was trash. Beyond trash, it was the silliest thing you've ever seen. So then today, um, Bob Woodward's going to put out his book. I think it's called Rage, and he's interviewed Trump, and he has tapes of, of interviews with Trump, and they were talking about Trump's COVID response, and, and Woodward comes out and says, hey, in January and February, Trump knew that the virus was serious, but downplayed it. That was the quote, and the quote was, I downplayed the virus. I downplayed the virus all the time. And that was the quote. And then, of course, the media, the, the mainstream media, the, the left-wingers come on and say, hey, look at this. He, he's responsible for people dying. Can you believe he downplayed the virus knowing it, knowing it was serious? This is ridiculous. This is horrible. Took me about two minutes of research. Two minutes. I'm not joking. Two minutes. I'm a nobody. I'm not a media guy. I'm not, a, uh, I'm not plugged in anywhere. It took me two minutes of, of research to find the quote the full quote, and to listen to the audio. And the quote is, I downplayed the virus. I downplay the virus all the time because I didn't want to start a panic. That's the full quote. Cut it in half, it makes him look bad. Use the whole quote, not so bad anymore. And, and when he quoted that, when he gave that to, to, to Woodward, at that time, he was banning travel from China, 
He was banning travel from Europe. He was shutting the borders. He was, um, you know, making uh, factories using the, those executive powers to have factories make ventilators. He was putting ships in, in harbors over. I'm, I'm not saying Trump did everything right. Uh, and I know his, his tweets are stupid and I know he says stupid things. But at the time he gave that quote that I downplayed it because I didn't want to start a panic. He was also, again, banning travel, and he was also having restrictions. And when he was doing that, Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders and council people from New York and Governor Cuomo and Bill de Blasio, they were all criticizing him for overhyping it. And you have video of them in February, in March, saying, hey, come ride the subway. Hey, come to Chinatown and hang out. Hey, come to Mardi Gras, let's have a party. Hey, let's do these things. So while Trump was doing at least something, they were criticizing him for doing too much. And now the quote is taken way out of context. They use half of it. They don't use the whole quote. And again, people are still like not even coming out and saying, yeah, we should have used the whole quote. Wow, we didn't know that the whole quote was, I downplayed it so I wouldn't cause a panic. You're not supposed to cause a panic. He, 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 did the right thing in that instance. Now, again, I don't think he's done all the right things. Uh, I, I think that in times of crisis, I wish that he wouldn't like publicly criticize mayors as harshly as he does. Uh, I think you could do it subtly, but that's not what Trump does. He's not a subtle guy. And again, I'm not a huge Trump supporter, but every time that the media does something like this, every time that they lie, every time that they make something up, every time that they twist something about him, it always blows up in their face. And nobody, there's there's no mea culpa from the media. There's no apology from the media. There's no, hey, we're going to try better. Go back to 2016. We know that CNN and MSNBC and ABC, we know that news organizations colluded with Hillary Clinton and the Democrats. Democratic National Committee to make her look good and to try to make Trump the nominee and then to make Trump look bad. We know that that happened. Nobody's apologized. Nobody's lost their job. Nobody said we're going to do better. We know that the Russia collusion story is nothing. It's a nothing burger. It was a hoax. We know that... Um, you know, that, that Adam Schiff is a liar. He said he had rock solid evidence that Trump colluded with Russia and he still hasn't produced it. So they lied about the Russia. They lied about the Ukraine. They lied about the post office stuff. They went and investigated whether or not Trump's three-year-old nephew actually made him a Lego White House model. This is what the media is doing, and it's 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 a joke. And at some point, the media it, it needs to have a, like a come to Jesus meeting and say, you know what, we're going to do the right thing. Now, I wish they would come to Jesus and actually come to Jesus and know that telling the truth is a smart thing to do, um, but. They are playing right into Trump's hands. They are playing right into his base's hands. He, th you can criticize Trump for a lot of things, but when you have a media that continually lies and makes up stuff and takes things out of context, it makes people that like Trump not want to listen to you. And it makes people who don't like Trump, you're pushing people to his camp. You're pushing people there because you still have people repeating these lies. You have people backing up the, 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 gold, the, the Atlantic piece and saying, well, he said that uh, he doesn't like the military. It didn't happen, but they're still backing it up. You still have people saying, look, he said he downplayed the virus. You're not taking the whole quote. You still have people, the Charlottesville uh, line, where people still use the, uh, he said that the people there were fine people. He's talking about, he wasn't talking about neo-Nazis, and in fact, he calls them out numerous times. But they take one quote, they take it out of context, and they still use it. Joe Biden has used it in the past few days. 
that blows my mind. That nobody in the media would say, hang on a second, that's not what he said. Here's what he really said. We're, we're going to continue to push this lie. Why do they do it? Because they're left wing and they want to influence the election uh, one way. And again, Fox does the same thing. They, they downplay some of the stupid things that people do on the right. And I get it. But man, it seems like every day, and again, every day for the past two days, the Atlantic story and now the quote from Bob Woodward, both of them have blown up in the Democrats' face. And all you have to do is tell the truth. All you have to do is not have an agenda when it comes to the news. All you have to do is not use the word I in your news piece. And, and even the word I, you could leave that out and you can still, you can still fashion the story to have an opinion and push an agenda and you shouldn't do that. What your story should be is the truth and be honest and be objective. And if you mess up, don't mess up anymore. Admit it and move on. So I wish that, um, you know, that, that whole concept of telling the truth which I think, again, stems from the belief in God. If you believe in God, you should tell the truth. And I don't think you even need to believe in God to tell the truth. Uh, telling the truth is a good thing. And I think lying uh, to push an agenda is wrong. So you know, maybe that's something to think about. Put that in your theological pipe and smoke it. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Have a good one. Ah!